Welcome into the session here on Rise FM, where faith and life connect. I am Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. Okay, we're past Easter. We can now say, <sighs> yes. And then start sneezing because our hay fever is here because spring is hit. So people are complaining about that. It was because it was 18 degrees out, and now they're complaining. That's right. Now it's because we're sneezing all over the place. All right. So today we're going to break into something. I don't know. This could take two weeks. We might get it today. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You know us. The problem is, yeah, there's there's five topics to cover here, and I don't know. All right. We're going to start talking about the five love languages today. And before we dive in, Tom, let's turn to God's Word. Well, and Scott, let's do that. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, and it always perseveres. People don't necessarily read this passage very often because they remember, oh yeah, that's the one we had in our our vows. It's the one at our wedding, yeah. Well, for Kathy and I, that was hundreds of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you read it off the sandstone carving, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it feels good to be able to review that. Go, Oops, I kind of blew that one. Well, yeah, a little, a little short bit. there. Yeah, I might want to work on this one. <laughs> so let's start, Tom, with just where where do the five love languages come from? Where did that originate? They came from Dr. Gary Chapman, this rather well-to-do, prim and proper Southerner. I got to meet him, and I, he was in a three-piece suit, and a very charming, very well-done individual. Well-bred. There we go. Would be the old yeah. phrase. Yeah. He researched it. He wrote it, and today there he's also done it, I want to say, Five Love Languages for Children and several others. So it's a concept that what we want to understand is that our wives came from a totally different planet than we did. So they speak a different language than we do oftentimes, and we speak a different language than they do. So what Gary Chapman does here, it's about why if I speak German and I'm telling Kathy in German and she speaks Spanish, we are not going to get very far. <laughs> she's not going to understand because I'm speaking German and she speaks Spanish. But what Gary Chapman talks about is for Kathy to learn German and for me to learn Spanish. This is a great tool to get there so that we can express love to our spouses and they can to us. And those books are all still out there in Christian bookstores, online, wherever you get books. They're all still there. You can still read these. Absolutely. And yeah. still use them. And I'm quite sure you may actually still use some of the concepts in session. Absolutely. Probably once or twice a week, several times a month, easily, we talk about that. For those out there who want the Reader's Digest version quickly, there is an acronym to help remember all five. Oh, I didn't know that. Please expound. Okay, it spells a word, but we got to keep this in perspective, Scott. Remember, I am a creative speller. Uh huh. I am convinced there's more than one right way to spell a word. I try all the time. Siri doesn't always agree with me. <laughs> Nor does your wife. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She just shakes her head. <laughs> yeah. So the word is tags, but there's two T's in there. 
So it's to tags. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because that stands for all five. So I could say it now, but maybe we want to go through or... What? Let's go through them and then we'll do it later when we do. Yeah. Tom and Kathy have graciously actually gone through the five love languages and listed theirs. I find that interesting. I'm going to ask yeah. you about a couple of them when we get to it. Okay. Let's start with number one, quality time. That's right. To you, nothing says you're loved like undivided attention. And Scott, I find this one to be a very common, very powerful one with our clients as well as in my own marriage. When your partner is truly present and not looking at their phone. Or watching a football game. <laughs> that's true. It makes you feel important. Failure to actively listen or long periods without one-on-one -on -one time can make you feel not loved. Right now, everybody that we just told them that the acronym was TAGS right. went quality time. There's no Q in there. All right, shorten it. It's time. Right. So there's your T of T TAGS. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> ta -ta. Ta -ta -ta -ta. Ta -ta. All right. So yeah. there you go. So for you, what, what does that mean, though? Does that mean actually sitting on the couch, holding hands, staring into each other's eyes longingly, and sharing all of your deepest, darkest secrets, even if you have to make up a couple as you go? Oops. <laughs> we blew it then. Uh, if that's it, we've got a problem. No, actually, I think it gets defined based on different stages of marriage. The couple that has been married maybe the first decade or so, give or take a few years, their time might actually be more engaged, more discussion. But I've had couples tell me that have been married almost as long as Kathy and I. And I got to say, I agree. So I'm going to look at the other end now. After 48 years of marriage, if we're sitting on the couch, but we maybe are watching something on TV, watching the Buckeyes or the Cavs or the, what, what do you call them? Oh, Guardians. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> so if yeah. you're sitting on the couch together watching any whatever, Wheel of Fortune. We may not talk a great deal, but I just embrace being there with her. I think it was Wednesday this week. Kathy was going to be up in our home office working, which in reality is a converted bedroom into mm -hmm. our office. And she says, you want to you wanna come up and, and hang out with me while I'm working in the office? I said, sure. So she's up there working in the office, and we have this bed up there. So, you know, I climb up in the bed, and I, I think I was going through some of my messages. And she was working. We didn't have a lot of dialogue, but that just being in the same room, and when we did, it was really easy. It's just the time right. together, even if it's quiet. right. So, but I also want to say that that's like a minimum requirement. But when we talk about carving out date night, the whole point is about spending time together. Mm -hmm. It's not like if you get home before I do tonight, leave the porch light on. <laughs> All right. So we're going through the five love languages today from Gary Chapman. And the first one is time. The second T of the tags is touch. Yes. And so touch, holding hands, kisses, hugs, and other touches are your preferred way to show and receive love. Appropriate touches convey warmth and safety while physical neglect can drive a wedge between you and your partner. So Scott, this covers everything from holding hands to the bedroom Olympics. That, that covers it all. That's yeah, <laughs> not much, in, yeah, there's a lot in between there, but okay. Uh, yeah. 
Well, in particular, Gary Smalley and Dr. John Trent in their book, The Blessing, talk about research about nerve endings from the shoulders up and how there are so many nerve endings in there that the shoulder massage has such a powerful message behind it. Hmm. That's just one example of how love can be expressed through touch. See, for Sherry, it's foot rubs. There we go. Yeah. Put her to sleep almost every time. Mm. And if she's awake more than 10 minutes, I'll just stop and look at her and go, I must be losing my touch. (laughs) And she'll just, she'll just kind of put her book or phone down and go, no, you're getting there. (laughs) Here's the um, different planets question I've been wanting to ask you ever since I read this. Do you find in marriages that touch turns out to be at the top of most guys lists and toward the bottom of most female lists. Interesting. Yeah, I would definitely say for the guys, they aren't sure there are any other. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to argue the point. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and for women, I think it is lower priority. And what's interesting is that a formula to get your wife interested was brought out at a number of men's retreats about what will really help her get in the mood for the Olympics. So this was the formula. You tell your wife, honey, go grab a book, go take a hot bath, read, relax. Don't worry about the children. I'll put them to bed. Now, in some cases, that could scare the wife (laughs) to death. But when they get used to it and they can do it and the husband takes them and puts them to bed and, you know, reads their Bible stories and prays with them and bedtime snacks and four trips to the bathroom. Right. And he does all of that. And she's, meanwhile, relaxing in the tub. That brings about her mood, and she will let her husband know how much she appreciated that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So we're going through the five love languages, and I could camp out on touch for quite a while, but I'm going to move. I'm making myself move on here. Um, (laughs) Me too, Scott. I'm I'm there with you. And our wives are going, move on. Yes, please move on, move on. Uh, Affirmation. So remember, there's an acronym we're going through here, and it's to tags: time, touch. Here's the A. This is affirmation. Words of affirmation. Yes. When we talk about affirmation, Scott. When words of affirmation is your love language, words build you up. You thrive on spoken affection, praise, encouragement, and compliments. Harsh words and criticism can bother you for a long time. That sometimes, I think, is shaped by child development, what you experienced in your childhood growing up. If it was a very loving and nurturing environment and you were oftentimes affirmed, You're going to be very used to that. There's amazing when it isn't part that people will grow up without it and it's like an adjustment or different. Or I've had, you know, spouses say to me, I don't need to be celebrated. I just know it needs to be done. Well, when you talk about emotional bank accounts, what kind of deposit is that in their emotional bank account? And just because of life, they're bank accounts can go down, their emotional bank accounts can, just like real ones. Very quickly, just like real ones. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So is it now, is it also true, I'm going to go the other direction with this one, is it also maybe true that from what you've seen that 
affirmation tends to be higher on her scale and lower on his? Well, yeah, that's a great question. I think so. But what's interesting, just to reveal a little bit, when we get into ours, I was somewhat surprised by where that fell. Yeah, uh, we are going to get to that. Tom and Kathy will share their five love languages with us here in just a couple of minutes. All right, so let's go to the next one. Remember, we're going through to tags together. We've got time, touch, affirmation, and now it is diamonds are a girl's best friend, <laughs> gifts. gifts. That's right. When you speak this love language, a thoughtful gift shows you that you are special. In contrast, generic gifts and forgotten special events have the opposite effect. This love language isn't necessarily materialistic. It could be as simple as receiving your favorite snack after a bad day. So that one I have found probably does not rank as high in general as some of the others. Time and touch, oftentimes in affirmation, I think, appears to me to be... The, the top three most of the time, it's just what order they're in. Yeah, I think so. So, you know, gifts... People are like, okay, maybe it's a thought of I was thinking about you, and that's okay. But if that's their love language, man, that's what you want to do. You get your wallet out, let them fly. Yeah, that's right. Is, is it also true, Tom, that maybe that is more important earlier in the relationship than it is when you've been married as long as you and Kathy are? To me, I kind of lump it in like this and equate it to regardless how old the car is, it still needs oil. <laughs> Okay. You still got to put air in the tires. That's right. Okay. And to maintain it. Kind of a funny aside in our marriage. God bless him. One of my good friends owns Herring Jewelers. He is a herring. And so over the years, all of our jewelry needs, we've gone to him. And so he always knows when it's getting close to Christmas or Valentine's (laughs) Day, I'll be seeing Tom come in here. So I tease him at times. Man, I can't afford to have you as a friend. It's too expensive. Oh, yeah. And that has changed over the years some. Have, have, do the gifts change? Maybe that's a better way of asking that question. Do the gifts change over the years from early in the relationship to later? Because oh. you've already wooed her with the necklaces and the rings and the bracelets. And there's right. only so much surface space on an arm you can put a bracelet. That's true. <laughs> yes. There, there's it, only so much weight you can put around a neck before it becomes a burden. And so has it changed? Yeah, it's changed. And Kathy's let me know, praise the Lord, that she's got plenty of jewelry now. Which, which <laughs> exactly. Is, yeah, that's great. So we go from early in the marriage where it could be a bikini. <laughs> okay. To later in the marriage, where it might be a Black & Decker edger for the sidewalk. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite a change. (laughs) But both are very meaningful. I thought you were going to go from a bikini to a flannel nightgown. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a whole nother, again, a whole nother story for a whole nother time. But yeah. So we're we're humming right through these, Tom, because I want to get to your alls. That's why I'm kind of rushing this a little bit. All right. So we're talking about the five love languages from Gary Chapman, and we're using the the acronym of TATAGS, which is time, touch, affirmation, gifts. The last one is service, or you may see acts of service. That's true. Anything your partner does willingly to ease your workload is a sign of love to you. You feel cared for when your partner vacuums before you get to it or makes you breakfast as a surprise. Kathy would be very surprised. <laughs> if I'm, she'd probably pass right out in the kitchen. 
On the other hand, broken promises or laziness can make you feel unimportant. So when we talk about it, the, the funny part of this is when Kathy and I originally the other day talked about our love languages, acts of service was really low on her list. Interesting. And so then she went down the basement to get something. She came back up and all of a sudden her acts of service was much. <laughs> it went up a ways. <laughs> it went up because she was like, well, we got to do something with this basement, dear. So here's your first act of service, honey. <laughs> yeah. Get down in that basement. Uh-huh. That's right. All um, right, so now a chance to turn to something. I've been waiting to get to this the whole time. <laughs> now, there is, I guess before we get to this, Tom, there is actually online you can take a bit of a test to see what your love languages are because that's not always an easy question to answer. That's true. If you were to log in on, let's say, Google, and you put in Gary Chapman's love languages quiz, it'll come up there. It's a free thing. And you can have an idea by filling it out. It'll tell you what they are. Interesting. All right. So Tom and Kathy, I guess, did that? You all did this? Or did you just discuss it? We know. We didn't have to do the quiz. Yeah, we discussed it. Okay. Yeah, we were. All right. So let's let's start with Kathy. Yeah. Let's start with Kathy. So here, this is Kathy. This is when you need to go run to the basement. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So for her, time is really important. She is, without question, my best friend. And so to hang out together, to go somewhere together, is just really special. As an example, last Friday, or maybe it was a couple Fridays ago, on St. Patty's Day, however long ago that was, I don't remember, our good friends have Dagda Harp. It's an Irish band. And they were playing at the Phoenix. So I had no plan whatsoever to do anything about that without her. But since they were our friends, we just decided we would have a date and we would go. Well, the funny part about that was, while we were there, I started to feel sick. And I was coming down with some kind of fever and I felt chilled. So we had to leave early. On the way home, I text our friends and said, now be careful how you hear this. But while we were listening to you, I got sick. <laughs> so so that time element for you and Kathy, or for Kathy, is anything from just walking the dogs together right. to sitting on the couch and watching Wheel of Fortune to right. actually going on a date together. Yeah. So if we go back hundreds of years before we actually seriously started dating, we were good friends and we would just hang out together anyway. So it was a natural progression. Yeah. And okay. I, I've, I've always loved it. So yeah. what is, what's next on Kathy's list? This one surprised me, Scott. It was touch. To and, which you went, wee <laughs> Yes. It's a celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were talking about Sherry and, and foot rubs. Kathy absolutely yeah. loves that. You know, the back rubs and holding hands. Years ago, interesting, we would walk into church The windows from the parking lot coming in are only about halfway. You can only see like half of the person, but it's the bottom half. And our pastor always knew when it was Kathy and I walking in because we were holding hands. (laughs) And I thought that was so cool. And I honestly mean this, and it touches my heart when I say it. We will continue to hold hands until something like arthritis won't let us. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. All right. What's Kathy's third one? This is the one that rose after she went down the <laughs> after basement. the basement. <laughs> Acts of service. To her, it's important because 
Kathy absolutely bites a lot off that she can do. And so when I can pitch in and help her, I think she greatly appreciates it. And without question, we will. And so every now and then, if I do something like fill the, the dog's bin where we keep their dog food, little stuff like that, yeah. she likes it. The other one that's really good is taking the laundry basket up to our room. It was so funny, it's been said by a number of marriage presenters that women could take the laundry basket and set it at the foot of the stairs, and they're thinking the next time they go up, they'll take it. Well, their husbands will come to the bottom of the stairs and look down and see the laundry basket and think, why is that there? And they just go right on upstairs. (laughs) Or they take it back to the laundry room. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Honey, you need to do this basket of laundry, and then they promptly get slapped. (laughs) All right, so next for Kathy is? Gifts. You know, that one. Your wallet just went, phew. Phew. Yeah, I got some relief there. But we've already talked about the jewelry piece. And so what's interesting is eventually, now that she's gotten all the jewelry that she wants, I got to figure out something else. I had to go to. (laughs) Yeah, in fact, I I could text Jeff and say, hey, you know what? This is what I'm looking at. And he would have it ready. And. You know, I go in and get it, and, but what's really awesome about Herring Jewelers is they always wrap our gifts. Okay. And it's always in the same purple and gold wrapping. So as soon as Kathy sees that color, she's like, yes. <laughs> I know what that is. Yeah. All right. Her last one then would be affirmation. Yeah. That was somewhat surprising to me. I would have thought it would have been higher. But again, she was one that maybe didn't grow up with a lot of it, so she didn't necessarily value it in putting it up there. But I will say without question that she clearly responds to the celebration of success. We got it in. We got it in. Yes. Looky there. Yeah. All right, so now we turn to your yeah love languages all right so where do you rank in this i have them i have all five wrapped into one sky (laughs) (laughs) yeah touch being number one for me that to me is clearly important because growing up in my family of origin there was very little affection very rigid relationships very distant i honestly could say i remember one time my dad put his armor on me we were on the way on an Elks bus on the way to a Browns game, and he put his arm around me. I thought I was going to crawl under the seat. Huh? It was that bad. The only other time when he was dying on his hospital bed, he held my hand. That was powerful. Scott. Wow, that really yeah. was. So there wasn't a lot of touch then. So I've been making up for you it ever since. That's what I thought. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> making up for lost time. <laughs> but that transferred to your kids, too. It did. And whenever I see them, I absolutely, the first thing that happens, remember, they all live out of state, is get a big hug from any and all of them. And praise the Lord, it is so powerful to have that in the communication of love that that extends. It's right. just really powerful. And your next one? Is time. I also love hanging out with Kathy. We, you know, you were right about walking the dogs, which now the weather is changing. We will definitely get back to doing that. Before my accident, you know, I was the one that was trying to slow down to keep up with her. Right. Now, after my accident, I was like, 
Kathy, come back. <laughs> the dog's walking me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, and your your next one. Words of affirmation are huge to me because I didn't hear a lot of that growing up. And so when I began my college career, well, I call it career with, you know, I would think I was in college for three different times and the success and the celebration of success and having someone like Kathy who loved me enough that was celebrating with me and to be able to have, for lack of a better term, an in-your-face celebration with my dad. Yeah. That really meant a lot. The affirmation was so important. It helped me grow as a person and who I was and that I did have value and I did have ability. Yeah, that's so. And that, that, that was critical to you. It sure was. Absolutely. Yeah, was All right, so that leaves us two. The acts of service. So when we talk about acts of service, bless Kathy's heart, my clothes are always washed, they're always cleaned, and it's kind of like, it's going to go into the laundry. You know what? So look, I'm, I'm getting ready to hang them up. Believe it or not, I hang up my own as much as possible. So Kathy always talks about the meals she's going to cook. And I think she's got a real challenge because I'm such a picky eater. Well, more in my history of how food was managed, and I still to this day don't do as well. Our children, they could eat about any and everything. Yeah. You know, our oldest son likes to travel most of the world and try whatever food that is out there, and he's just fine with it. To me, you know, I'd have to have a backpack full of Hostess pies <laughs> or something. <laughs> Whole bunch of protein bars. Yeah. All right. right. So that means your last one then is gifts. Gifts to me, I appreciate them. I like them. They're good. But they're not as important as the others without question. If Kathy thought, and sometimes she does that. She's out shopping and she sees something that she knows I'd really like and she gets it. I really appreciate that because it lets me know that she was thinking about me. So there you have it. The love yeah. languages, we got through them all in one. Yeah. I mean, that's celebration time. I thought it this is. was going to take two or three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's just wrap it up with this, Tom. If someone, there's there's someone who's struggling with, well, A, what are my love languages? B, how do I communicate that to my spouse? Right. And C, I don't really know what my spouse's is. Right. How, you know, and maybe things are such that, you know, like the way you grew up where they were almost non-existent. Right. Um, sitting down with a Christian counselor can be helpful. So how can they start that conversation with you? I would share with them something like this. These two questions, Gary Smalley says is the deepest level of communication. He said it years ago. What are your needs and how can I meet them? So when you talk about love languages in the context of love languages, if time is your love language, what's your need there and how can I meet it? All right. Okay. And to reach Tom? HeritageChristianCounselingMinistries.com. <laughs>